Today we want to talk about the work and history of the Irish Baptist College and we're grateful that Davy Ellison, the Director of Training at the College, has joined us. Davy has been a student in the past at the College, works there currently and knows the institution well. Well, Davy Ellison, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. Uh, we uh, have heard about the Irish Baptist College, but we're grateful to have somebody who knows the inner workings of it. So why don't we begin by simply you telling us what is the Irish Baptist College and uh, specifically as well what your role is within it? Well, it's great to be here, Andrew. So thank you for the invitation to uh, be able to join uh, with you and uh, to answer a few questions. Um the Irish Baptist College is the training department of the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland. Um, that's quite a packed sentence, so let me try to unravel that just a little bit. Um, by Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland, what I'm talking about is uh, a voluntary connection between 117 churches uh, across the island of Ireland. And uh, they've agreed to work together to spearhead a number of initiatives, such as missionary work, women's work, youth work, uh, and theological education. Uh, and that's where the college comes in. We uh, look after the theological education um, for the association. So we've been charged by the 117 churches uh, to carry out this work uh, for them. So that's what the Irish Baptist College is. It's the training department um, of the Association of Baptist Churches. We uh, And we do that in a variety of levels. So hopefully we'll have an opportunity to talk about that uh, a little bit further. Um, my title is Director of Training, uh, which is a very grand title, um, for a role which um, really encapsulates, in, in my mind anyway, I've kind of compartmentalized it into three aspects. Um, so one aspect is kind of administration and public publicity um, for the college. So um, just kind of looking after relationships with universities, with churches, doing a bit of deputation, promotion of the college, the second aspect is teaching. Um, so I do a little bit of teaching, um, mostly in biblical studies, both Old and New Testament uh, and some of the preaching classes. Uh, and then the third aspect I see is looking after students. Um, so as the director of training, I'm often the first person they talk to uh, and sometimes the last person they talk to with their uh, arrival in college and graduating from college. And uh, Often I'm the first person I hear about the problems. They come to me whenever there's issues or they need help or direction. So kind of looking after um, the students as well. It's a busy role. It's uh, varied, as you can see, um, but it's a lot of fun uh, and I really enjoy it. Good. Well, uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the college. What, when did it begin and what led to its founding? Yeah, the, the college was formed um, in Dublin in 1892, um, which actually means that it predates the association. So it was formed before the association was formed. The association was formed in 1895. Um, so that's an interesting tidbit there. Uh, the college was really, um, the it was really uh, developed at the instigation of, of an individual named Hugh D. Brown. Um, he had close connections with uh, Charles H. Spurgeon um, in London, famous uh, Baptist preacher there. Saw something of what Spurgeon was doing for training um, pastors there. Uh, and so he wanted to kind of replicate that here in Ireland. Um, he really 
piled a lot of his own time, uh, a lot of his own money, a lot of his own effort into getting this up and running. And so this gentleman, Hugh D. Brown, along with his home church, uh, Grosvenor Road um, in Dublin, which was then Harcourt Street, but it's now uh, Grosvenor Road Church, um, they really began the college in Dublin in 1892. Uh, and for Brown, what, what was really concerning him was that there were lots of young Irish men who wanted to train for ministry, who, who wanted to prepare themselves to serve in ministry, but they had to go abroad to do that. Um, so they went to England to train. Uh, and then what happened was once they left the shores of Ireland, uh, they didn't return. <laughs> they found charges elsewhere, um, engaged in pastoral work and missionary work uh, and evangelistic work. Um, in other places. And so Ireland were losing lots of young good men to other parts of the islands um, and other areas of the world. Uh, and so what he wanted to do was have indigenous theological training so that young Irish men who wanted to pastor churches could have training here in Ireland um, and then remain here uh, to pastor the churches so that we had healthy churches um, and strong churches. And so that was really what led to its founding and really what was behind um, Hugh D. Brown's vision of setting up a, a college here um, in Ireland. Brilliant. That's very interesting. Well, over the years then, how has the college developed? Yeah, it's developed in, in lots of different ways. And uh, I could probably keep you here all day talking about lots of the different developments, but let me um, just try to summarize some of them. Um, the college has had a couple of moves. So obviously it's no longer in Dublin. So it's developed in terms of moving locations. It, it was in Dublin for a long time, um, originating there in 1892, then moved to Belfast in 1964. Uh, and then more recently, it moved to Moira in 2003. So it's, it's moved locations. Um, the, location, the move from Dublin to Belfast seemed to be with the swing of churches. There, there were more Baptist churches in the north. And so it moved north to... Um, train pastors then for Baptist churches in the north of the island. Uh, then the move out to Moira was to more modern premises and premises that we shared with the association. So prior to that, the college had always existed in its own building. Um, and now we share offices with the association. So with the missions department, women's department, youth department, then that's helpful for just maintaining relationships, working together, partnering together with the other departments so there's definitely been a development there which has mirrored in the moves from Dublin through to Moira um, of a growing integration into the association and working alongside the other departments and indeed all of the churches um, like I said earlier it predated the association so there was a little bit of a, a rough ride integrating it but eventually um, it's there. It's also grown in size that's been a really encouraging um, development um, in the first 67 years, the college guided 108 students through to graduation from a ministry program. So 67 years, 108 students graduated after training for ministry. Um, in the next 60 years, there have been more than 500 graduates from a ministry training program. Um, so that's a five-fold increase in graduates um, heading towards ministry. And that, that excites me, that encourages me. Um, across the history um, of the college, we have had almost 700 graduates from a ministry training program. Uh, and so that's been a great growth in the last 60 years. That's really mushroomed. And uh, our hope and prayer at the college is that that will continue. Uh, and so we want churches to join us in that and pray for that. And 
um, send people our way. A couple of other developments then that uh, might be of interest to people. Uh, since the 1960s, the college has also offered higher education awards in conjunction with these programs of training for ministry. Um, so previously, it was simply an award from the college, um, which kind of in the wider academic world probably didn't hold a lot of credence. Um, the benefit of this move is that the hard work of the students is honored by a more widely recognized um, award, uh, such as a bachelor's degree, bachelor of theology or bachelor of divinity. Uh, it also presses the teaching to strive for excellence as we try to maintain standards. Uh, and working with universities has allowed us to provide postgraduate teaching as well, which then means that we're not just training people for ministry, but once they're in ministry, we can help them continue to grow and develop and improve. Um, and so that's uh, been a really good development. Uh, and off the back of that, um, some people might be a bit concerned about kind of academics and uh, intellectualism and it becomes cold and dusty and you just spend all your time in the library. Um, so off the back of that, uh, in 2008, uh, the college launched what is known as the Preparation for Ministry course. Uh, and this course is really the bread and butter of all that we do in college. Uh, and it marries both kind of academic rigorous thinking uh, alongside vocationally focused um, classes. And so we have this really lovely blend in college where we have solid thinking, reading heavy books, challenging theological issues. Um, but we're always then grounding it in ministry, uh, working in the church, working in missionary settings. And we try to marry that together. Uh, and anything that we do that's uh, practically focused is based on good, solid study. And anything that is good, solid study always has this practical end in sight. Um, and so those have maybe been some of the kind of key developments. Um, if I had to, if I'm forced to pick out just a few, they're the key developments uh, kind of over the history of the college. Oh, that's really helpful, Davey, and really encouraging even just to hear about how many students and then, you know, exponentially are coming through the college. That's brilliant. Um, there obviously then is desire for people to come to the Irish Baptist College. And yet, you know, we look out and there's so many different colleges in England and Scotland, around the whole world, in fact, and even here in Northern Ireland itself. But there's obviously something that's attracting people to the Irish Baptist College. What, what are the distinctives that you see and I think are important to what we offer at the Irish Baptist College? Yeah, I obviously can't speak for everybody. So if you if you ever meet a student, make sure you ask them what uh, what sent them to the Irish Baptist College, and uh, you'll you'll get an answer from them. But from my point of view, there's there's a number of things. Um, I, I kind of touched on it there at the end of the last answer that I gave. Um, I think one of the key things about the, the Irish Baptist College is that we're vocationally driven. Um, so that is, we're not a research institute. Um, our tutors do not spend hours and hours locked away in their rooms writing papers and publishing books. Um, what, what we try to do, our primary aim is to produce Christian leaders who will be active in gospel service. Um, that, that, that's what we do. Um, so what we want to do is train pastors, missionaries, evangelists, gospel workers, youth workers. And we want to see them equipped with tools for handling God's word, for sharing God's word, for engaging culture in a biblical way um, for finding new and contemporary ways of presenting um, 
the old truths of scripture. Uh, and that's what we want to do. So I think that sets us apart from some um, institutions which are more tightly tied to universities. Um, their aims are maybe mixed, not just solely producing pastors, but also kind of a research environment that they're seeking to develop. Um, that's not us. We're vocationally driven uh, with the pure purpose of um, producing Christian leaders for active gospel service. Um, so I think that's probably the big headline. Um, uh, underneath that, um, we're we're small college, uh, relatively speaking, um, and that creates a family community. Um, so on our undergraduate programs, that's the degree programs, we have approximately 50 students. On our postgraduate work, uh, we have about a 30 students. And then across Christian education courses, which are kind of women's ministry courses, ladies study fellowship, evening classes, we have in and around 100 students. So less than 200 students across all of our courses, which makes it um, a small college, um, which sometimes has its challenges, usually financial, um, but also has its benefits. And that is that you get to know everybody generally on the courses that you're studying. So all of the undergraduates, they form a tight knit bond across the three year groups and that family feel it is really good. Um, you, you make friends for life whenever you're in college um, who will help you in ministry uh, and beyond that. And so that, uh, that small family community is a really nice atmosphere, produces a nice atmosphere um, in the college. And I think that really um, sets it apart from some other places as well. You're, you're not going to get lost if you turn up to one of the college courses. Um, you're not going to get lost. You're going to have friends. You're going to get to know people uh, and you'll feel like um, they're family. Uh, another thing that, that I would highlight is our convictions. Um, it, it pains me and I'm sad to say that, that our convictions are distinctive. This and Some of these convictions set us apart um, and that's a sad thing. Um, three, three convictions in particular. We have a high view of scripture um, and again, that, it's sad that that can't be said for all institutions that purport to teach theology. Um, we have a high view of scripture. We believe it to be the inerrant word of God. And uh, so we, we, treat, we treat it as such. Um, now, that's not to say we don't wrestle with it in theological discussion and debate in class, but we, we treat it with respect. Um, it's not a book to be torn apart. It's a book to be obeyed. And uh, that high view of scripture underlines everything um, that we do in the college. We're evangelical. Um, now, that's not a label to kind of say, this is where we stand. Uh, that is to say we are passionate about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, that's what we mean whenever we say we're evangelical. And so our desire is not to have our students spend their lives in the library reading and writing essays, um, but to go and serve on the front line proclaiming this gospel, uh, whether that's from the pulpit or in the streets or in a foreign context uh, in missionary endeavors. Um, now, we do believe that time spent in the library will aid that, and that's why we encourage them to come and study with us. Um, but we're evangelical. We want the gospel to be proclaimed. We're about magnifying Christ, um, about advancing the gospel, about seeing the church strengthened um, as people grow in their knowledge uh, and in their obedience um, to Christ's word. And then uh, perhaps the, the most distinctive thing about us, we're unashamedly Baptistic. and <laughs> We are a Baptist college. Uh, we hold to... Um, Baptist principles as set out in scripture. And uh, obviously that is not true of other theological colleges. Now that's not to say we're any better than them, um, but just to say that 
Uh, for those in Baptist churches who want to train for ministry within a Baptist environment, um, why would you not go to a Baptist college? Um, so we're unashamedly Baptistic um, and we, we want to advance that um, as well. So I think all of those things together um, create a unique environment in the Irish Baptist College. And uh, those are the things that I would point to um, as to why students come to train with us. That's really helpful. If we piggyback off that question and maybe personalize it a little bit more, if there was somebody maybe listening to this podcast who themselves are thinking about maybe feeling that call and that wrestle towards ministry maybe they're specifically thinking about the Irish Baptist College Uh, what would you want to say to somebody like that who's wrestling with that call to ministry and training in its role within that um I'm glad I got side of these beforehand um, because I would have been fumbling for an answer for this one um I, I think I'm going to answer in two parts um and you can follow up on this if you wish, because they're going to be quite short. But um, I think if someone raised that with me, the first thing I would say is go speak to the elders in your church, um, your local church. They're, they're the people who, who've watched you serve, pray, give, um, and learn, interact with other people. So go speak uh, to the elders of your church. The leadership in your local church are best placed to assess um an external call as such. So you you might have some internal call where you feel led and guided towards training. You want to see if other people on the outside agree with that and the leaders uh, in your local church um, are the best uh, best ones to ask first. Um, I would say if you're not a member of your local church to join, <laughs> join them first and then talk to um, the elders um, about, about ministry and listen to them. Uh, take their guidance and uh, follow their direction. The second thing is, if your church leadership say, look, we've watched you, we see gifting there, we want to encourage you in this way, um, then come talk to us at the college. Um, Don't fire an application to us straight away. Come talk to us, come visit, um, speak to some of the other students in the college uh, and get a feel for it. Um, Keep an eye out for open days um, email us, phone us. Um, it, almost every successful application form begins with a conversation with someone in the college. So if you know someone, talk to them. If you don't, contact me. I'd be more than happy just to talk about um, training uh, and how that would look and what that would look for you. So speak to your local church uh, and then come speak to us is kind of the, the, the steps um, that I would suggest someone follows. David, that's really helpful, and especially again as part of our just what you said before in the last question, our Baptist distinctives. We believe in that, you know, the autonomy of the local church, and you know, th- those elders as being the people we're accountable to, and that's such a helpful thing to to realize that uh, any call to ministry to church service begins within, and uh, God has given us leadership for that particular purpose and gift. Uh, you have a unique. Uh, seat I guess and that uh, you're kind of the other side of that so that you're, you're that number two you know after you talk to the elders then come and ha- have a conversation at the college uh, maybe you could speak to the other side then we have a lot of churches in our association that need pastors and we have a lot of people I know within the churches because we have people within our church at Emmanuel Baptist who are burdened to see people 
uh, trained and sent out and to go and to fill those pulpits as well. Uh, yet they themselves are 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 not maybe gifted or called by God to that particular service, but they certainly share the burden to see, you know, pastors populated around our churches. Uh, help us as churches for those who are maybe have that burden and that concern. How how do we within our churches encourage that? process of seeing men identified seeing them trained seeing them sent out like what's the role that we can all play within that i don't want you to be offended andrew but i'm going to push back on your premise and the question just a little bit here um, if that's okay but um look the church certainly needs pastors um but pastors don't make churches um a gathering of believers constitutes a church um not a pastor um so i believe that the first step um for our churches uh, and for individuals in our churches is to ensure that they know and live their bibles well um uh, and this is part of the thinking behind the college offering a number of different courses okay so certainly not everybody's called to undergo a degree program uh, and make their way into ministry but um, especially our Christian education courses, which happen in the evening times. Um, there's one a, on a Thursday morning for ladies study fellowship for ladies. Um, these courses are kind of like an adult Sunday school level um, is, is probably the best way to describe them. And what I would love to see is people in our churches being there, learning, growing, developing in their understanding, their knowledge um, of biblical books, church history, um, ethical issues, discipleship issues, all of these kinds of things. Uh, and I think what we need is um, congregations who are thoughtful in this way um, before we go on to talk about other things. Um, so I want to push that uh, and encourage if there's any listeners think there's no way I could do a degree, that's okay. The college probably has a different course that you could do um, and you could enjoy uh, and you could participate in. Um, because I think a church that's kind of theologically educated in the broadest sense of the word um, is a healthy church and a church that will not only then um, serve their pastor well, but will learn to engage with the association and training pastors for other places. And in particular, encouraging people within their own congregation to think in that direction. Um, so, that's me pushing back just slightly on the premise of, of the good. question. Um, <laughs> following on from that, then, um, what, what we need are churches that support theological institutions, then. Um, for Irish Baptists, that's obviously then the, the Baptist College, the Irish Baptist College. Uh, and what we want are people who are informed about what takes place and then support that. Um, so I would encourage people to sign up to the Friends of the College email, which comes out maybe three, four times a year, keeps you up to date with what's happening in the college, what's taking place. Pray regularly for the staff and the students. Um, pray for them that they would be diligent in all that they do, faithful in all that they do, um, know God's help um, and training. Um, invite the college to, to come and speak in your church, a prayer meeting, men's meeting, women's meeting, any kind of meeting, we're happy to turn up and talk about the college and inform you um, about how um, this takes place. And then to give financially, um, theological education is expensive work. Um, 
uh, there's no no two ways about it. It takes money, um, but it is a strategic work and guarding the gospel for future generations. And so what we need are are people who are going to give um, so that we can pass on the faith once for all delivered to the saints, to those who are faithful, and we'll pass it on to the coming generations. Um, And so we want um, that to be happening in churches as well. So take the Irish Baptist College under your wing and think about that, um, consider that. a word for leaders as well. We, we kind of talked about those who might be thinking um, about, about training and to go and ask their leadership in their local churches. Um, do they see the external call uh, that they feel internally? Um, I also think that leadership in churches should be looking for people and um, actively identifying people who they think have gifting, um, training them up, discipling them. And giving them a greater insight uh, into the inner workings of church leadership and in that way identifying people. Um, the reality is that anybody can fire me an email and say, I feel called to ministry. Um, what I really want is someone turning up in my office with a church standing behind them saying, we believe this person's called to ministry. They too believe that. Let's train them. Um, and so sometimes I think people think theological education and theological institutions, that's a, someone's personal choice to go and train there. And we're going to say, great, good on you. While you're there, we'll pray for you. Um, but I think it should be more of a corporate event where the church is actually actively identifying, supporting, um, sending people there. Um, the same way you're going to send someone to language school who's then going on to the mission field, um, the church pull in behind people uh, and we want local churches then to pull in behind people who are training for ministry um, so to try to summarize all of that what what i'm saying is is a church that will see individuals identified trained and sent uh, to be pastors is a church that is thoughtful prayerful generous and intentionally thinking about future leaders. Um, and I think if a, if a local congregation is doing that, is, is thoughtful about things, praying for theological institutions, generous um, in their giving, not just financial giving, but time and interest, and then intentionally thinking about who's going to be the next leader in our church, who are going to be the future elders. Uh, and often amongst that group, you'll find someone who's gifted for ministry and you want to push them that up a little further and send them elsewhere. Um, so that's maybe a long way of not directly answering your question, but I think those are the, the principles that then need to be put in place. Um, and it, it's slow work, um, but if we're moving towards that position, um, I think we have a, we're, we're, we're laying a seedbed for seeing future pastors, uh, missionaries, evangelists growing uh, and being developed um, in our churches. I think that does answer the question, David. You know, the, the like a culture is a is a church culture that values training, isn't it? And is praying and engaged in that work, and to see it as part and parcel of what we do as a church. Well, l- let me pick up uh, to close on one of those themes that you mentioned. You mentioned about uh, just that uh, individual churches praying for the work of. Uh, the college and theological training. Uh, how would you like us to be praying for the work of the Irish Baptist College? Well, this year, 2021, um, 
our, our big desire is to um, see a, a big intake of students in the undergraduate program. Um, so as a result of coronavirus and, and other things, the, the past couple of years, our, our student intake has been just a little bit lower than what we generally aim for. Um, that's going to be compiled this year where we have a big graduating group, um, about 15 students hopefully graduating this year. So realistically, what we need are, are 20 new students in the undergraduate program. Um, so that's what I'm asking churches to pray for. Pray that we'll have a big student intake uh, come September 2021. Um, that's uh, one prayer point um, to be praying for. Uh, second prayer point is ministry opportunities for our graduates, especially in the current climate. That's very difficult. Um, churches are understandably finding it difficult to consider appointing people to positions and all of that. Um, so just pray for our graduates, um, both last year's group who graduated just after the first lockdown uh, and this year's group who are going to graduate after a year of lockdowns. Um, pray that they would find ministry opportunities. It is very difficult to be convinced that you should train for ministry, to then go to college, train, put in three years of hard work, come out the other end and then nothing happens for a month, two months, six months um, and you start to doubt yourself and question. So pray that churches would be bold um, and keen to give opportunities to our students. Um, the right opportunities, uh, I hasten to add, but, but God will, we, we trust God and his wisdom for that. Um, and then the final thing to pray for is just the financial need of the college. Uh, like I said, uh, theological education is expensive. Um, uh, and the battle that I've faced as I've come into this post, I've been in post for just more than a year, is convincing people that theological education is gospel ministry. Um, that link is, it doesn't appear in people's minds. Um, theological education is gospel ministry. Where, where is the next generation of pastors, missionaries, evangelists, Christian leaders? Where are they going to come from? Where are they going to learn to read their Bibles well, to share their Bibles well? Uh, who's going to invest years of practical experience into their lives in a short period of time? Um, and my answer to all those questions is the Irish Baptist College. Um, so we need money to be able to train future gospel workers Um uh, and so that makes it gospel ministry. Um, so we need finances. So three big prayer points. Uh, new intake of 20 students, ministry opportunity for graduates, uh, and that God would continue to provide financially for us. Now, he has done in the past, and we trust that he will do in the future. Um, but we want God's people to be praying for that as well. Davey, thank you very much. Those are practical, those are specific, and that's really helpful for us. Also, thank you for the time that you've given to answer all these questions and for the work that you're doing there at the Irish Baptist College. We're grateful uh, for it, and uh, today's just been really helpful to get to know a little bit more about it. So thank you for your time. No problem, Andrew. Uh, like I said in my email to you, um, I'm more than happy to talk about the college anytime anybody will let me. So um, thank you for having me on and uh, allowing me to talk about the college.